scripture reading for today is, And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The the word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. This is the word of God for all people. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. I have a prayer before the message. We were, let us pray. We were made for another world. No desires of the world can satisfy us. And we're thankful for the earthly blessings you bestow upon us now, mighty God. Our true country comes later. We must press on and help others along the way to seize upon our fellow Americans a desire for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and show them in whom such joy is found, that our true identity lies in Christ, for we can't serve both God and country. We remember Easter. We serve a risen Savior who didn't stay dead in the grave. Amen. Pastor Floyd asked me, it was about a month ago, if I could do the 4th of July, so it can be a yin-yang thing, because a month, I was writing down so many things the Lord was zinging in. So bear with me, but then I tried to concise and summarize and kept saying is this what you want is this what you want and then he had me tweak this write some more things and I'm like okay and I think I used up a whole pen but where my focus is we're to come out of the darkness into the light number one how do we get ourselves out of the darkness into the light number two knowing the power where it comes from the light And number three, how do we stay connected? We've all just emerged out of this pandemic, and we can begin to celebrate. I know the Smith family, they got to go to a wedding. A little bit of new freedom that we've gotten. And when we get into bright sunlight, we all squint. And at bedtime, I start dimming the lights, you know, and those hormones kick in that you can enter the sleep mode. We've been studying Genesis on our morning devotions, and it starts in the beginning. God created everything. He created it out of nothing, out of darkness. And light is a major theme in the Bible throughout. Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be light. And in 1 John 1, verse 5, God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. We need to come into the light, and he will reveal eternal life as we enter his presence. 
There's a British author that he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis. And C.S. Lewis was seeking to discount God. He was an atheist. And the more he sought to discount God, guess what? He found God. He was considered a reluctant Christian, a convert from, an athe- from atheism. But he became an influential Christ- Christian writer, you know, in, in Narnia, the battle of good and evil, just like Harry Potter, the battle of good and evil from, from the beginning of time. He needed to look back to go forward, though, and he found a journey from dark to light. Good only comes from undoing evil, and a wrong sum, a mathematician would say, can be put right with looking at it again and working on it again and again with work. We can journey to faith and get it right. He was taken out of himself, and he actually started to love God and others, C.S. Lewis, and had a dramatic change in the man he was. There's a book on this, The Most Reluctant Convert, uh, C.S. Lewis's Journey to Faith, if you want to delve into it further. To live with one eye on heaven, you know, it's... Eternity should be that one eye of ours. People want heaven, but we want it without any hassle. And we need to aim at heaven and continue, because that would be our goal. That would be our target. That would be the bullseye. In the movie Castaway, Tom Hanks had that flashlight, you know, and it worked, and he got light until that battery went dead. And that darkness is scary. He needed fire, he needed light, he needed heat. It's a basic need. And in Phantom of the Opera, Satan masquerades as an angel of light and went on and on to deceive and to destroy. The Phantom wanted a disregard of truth. Close your eyes to the truth and be overcome. But we still need light to help us feel safe and overcome evil. He lived down under the music of the opera. He kept saying, but I'm the music. There's a lot you can read about behind the scenes of all that, and I've read a book about that, too, after Larry and I went many times to see Phantom in Canada in downtown Cleveland. And I've been playing the songs again and again yet. I have a nightlight in every room in the house because I don't don't want the darkness. I live there alone. My driveway, according to my kids... They think a plane can land on that driveway because I have all those solar lights. I like them all over the place around my yard. If you drive by, you'll see them because you're craving the light and the darkness. Bottom line, it offers hope. I have those battery candles in every window. It offers hope. It's dark in the township. Who knows that? It's really dark (laughs) rather than in town. The founding of our country cannot be snuffed out although people have been trying to do so, but they can keep trying, go right ahead. But it really happened, and some refuse to acknowledge that it did happen. But we can't change history, but we, look, we can continue to try to learn from it and try not to repeat it and try to improve upon it. Yes, we can. And we have to look to the future. You know, we feel we, we really don't belong here. That's because one eye should be on eternal life in heaven. We really don't belong here. We're travelers. We're passing through. 
We have to stay in God's presence along the way and walk in the light and overcome the schemes of evil. Three presidents died on the 4th of July. James Monroe, John Adams, and Thomas Jefferson. And James, excuse me, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson both died on the same 4th of July. It was the 50th celebration of the Declaration of Independence uh, in 1826. I, I felt led to wear my generation shirt, I was telling Jackie, because the generations from our founding fathers, from Genesis on, and all the Old Testament people, it's like the Lord said, just wear that generation shirt with the tree of life. So I did. I got this at the fest one year that Sue and I go to in Cleveland with all the Christian music and it's kind of a revival. But we have to be strong in his strength. Ephesians 6.10. God's strength equips us to stand and, and continually in the name of Jesus, he draws us near, nearer, nearer. We can't just step into the light and do nothing as the deer in the headlights did when I hit, when I hit it on Route 83 a while back and did thousands of dollars of damage to my car. But it froze, and we need to shift our position. C.S. Lewis shifted his position. We have to change our mindset from what it is that holds us back in the myrrh and the mud to something that will be more fluid and make a change for us and improve upon us. But C.S. Lewis, educated that he was, he was very stubborn very set in his way, remained an atheist for quite a long time. But Christians had an influence on him. Mm -hmm. Logan and Carly are into scary movies. Even Matt and Kim, I can't believe it. But the new one has been that quiet place. Quiet place one, quiet place two. And I don't watch that stuff or I won't be able to sleep. But if you make a sound in that movie, you die. The evil will get you. Oof, and now those movies are really good in the dark. You've got to have it dark. That's what they say. In the Old Testament, three strong people, Solomon with his wisdom, Samson with his strength, and David with his devotion, were attacked at their Achilles heel. At, on their very strength, upon their very strength, they were attacked. It's a double-edged sword. We have to have a connection to the source, number one. We have to be prepared, number two. And number three, we have to stay alert. Makes me think of Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, you know? They got it right. We'll fail otherwise. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities, against powers, against the ruler of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. There was a battle in Harry Potter, there's a battle in Narnia, and all since the beginning of time. Being prepared means we have to put on the armor of God. And then the Bible school song, you know, we're in the Lord's army. We have to put on the belt of truth. We have to have convictions, we have to have beliefs, and we have to have regular, healthy patterns of life. Or the liar's going to win. We have to have strong morals and ethical principles, and believe it or not, even integrity. 
We have to put on the breastplate of righteousness. We have to protect our hearts. We have to have that faith in Christ. Then evil has no ammunition. We have to dig in deep. We have to stand firm. We have to put on the shoes of peace. And that unlimited grace will help us in the fighting of those attacks. But we have to forgive. Our church and family is a huge strength. Of course, as Pastor Floyd has said, we're under attack. Our country's been under attack. But our founding fathers were saying what everything was founded on, and God was in the mix from the get-go. Generations. We have to be firm members in the household of God. And then we have to have the shield of faith, which is our Bible. The Apostles' Creed tells our beliefs. We have to ask God to control our thoughts for those mental attacks that come and try to lead us astray. We have to know why we believe and what we believe. We're not alone in this battle of our mind. What is our mindset and our attitude and what's holding us back? Romans 12.2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. We have to focus on the things that are encouraging and discount and disregard the things that are trying to drag us down. And we get sucked into it without even realizing that's not helping, so I'm going to discount that. I turn the news off. I've turned it off for months at a time. And then I turn it on, and I'll check again, and then I'm like, ah, turn it back off. But when there's something, I have to, because my son works for Channel 3. Um, But when there's something that's not encouraging, I flip it to Andy Griffith. You flip it to Gunsmoke, uh, Matt Dillon. Uh, But then the battle of good and evil is there. But I can handle that, that sort of thing. I turn on inspiration TV most of the time. I watch the Waltons. Little House on the Prairie, my daughter Kim is addicted to that and has seen them all, each episode, I lost count of each episode, but she watches it. It's in the background at her house at all times. And now I'm into Heartland, which has been a really good show on Netflix, and I love that show because it has horses in it, and I love horses. But something that's encouraging, and then there's an outcome where the family is staying together, is helpful. But the Sword of the Spirit, our Bible, will help us overcome that darkness. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet, and that's a light unto, a light unto my feet. That's a Bible school song, light unto my path. Gives us direction, the power to overcome the word of God is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So stay in that Bible for a defense. It's our medicine, the Bible, it's our wealth, and it's our guidebook. And being alert, we have to be sober and vigilant and on high alert, lest we be devoured. Have communication between God and self with prayer. Be watchful. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. For the Lord is a powerful lion. He made an appearance one time when I was at Aldersgate in Lexington, Kentucky, with the Methodist Church and all the people that went. And the power that was there was it took you back. You had to just acknowledge it with the Holy Spirit goosebumps. And when we were closing and had a ceremony, people said the, the spiritual 
praise leader said, I have to stop because the lion is present in this big arena. The lion is Christ. He was there. And she said, the lion is hovering, strong and mighty. And that just gave everyone the goosebumps. She stopped the music to make that announcement. How dark this world would truly be without God. He's our hope. He's our joy, our need to overcome. He's our assurance. In Hebrews 9.22, and according to the law, all things living are purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Pastor said Phyllis Ann was getting her blood checked before they headed out to West Virginia, but that's so appropriate. Christ's blood was shed for us. On our flag, I think I have it on my headband, headband is stripes, red and white. The color of red on our flag was blood shed for freedom. The red cross, blood shed. All the way from Genesis up to Revelation, blood was shed for atonement always. Then they sacrificed lambs, and then Jesus was the ultimate lamb. The blood of Christ runs deeper and flows defending our nation. But, you know, it's more so than even blood that was shed defending our nation. It's more than that. It's all the way from the blood of the Lamb from Adam on, the generations. And God is the uniting force. There's a household of faith from every tribe. Remember those 12 tribes of Abraham? And basically, I used to tell my preschool kids when I taught religion every day, we're all related. But people don't get it. They don't get it. And at Passover, they put the blood of the lamb over the threshold, over the door, and that saved that household. Death passed over. When we take communion, we remember the blood that was shed for us. The power is in the blood and forgiveness and saving grace from the blood of the lamb. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith it's impossible to please him for he who, come, who comes to God must believe he is and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Keep our eye on eternal life. Works prove who we follow, Jesus, but they don't earn us heaven. But we bear fruit. Why? Because we're alive in Christ. We'll bear fruit. If you have a hammock or a chair for support, a recliner, when you sit, you're trusting, it's going to hold you up. And then I remember that one cookout we had one time where we have three swings under my pavilion, and Logan set all the swings up a couple of years ago, and then Stacy sat down on one of the swings, and I won't go there, and I'm sure she'll laugh, but it didn't hold. So, But you have to remember who will be holding us up. Because those devices will fail. Other things will fail. Are you connected to the source? Jesus stands firm. And we have, do we have enough grit and power and passion and perseverance? That's the question. There's a book about grit. You have to have more grit when things get tough. But are we our own stumbling block? The burden is on us to change. We're responsible for ourselves. And you, you're not, if you think you're going to change the others, we're not going to. But by beginning with numero uno, the change will come. Can we take others with us into the light? That's 
most important. Martin Luther King Jr. said, For darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can. Soldiers lost should not have died in vain for this country. They were called. They, they had their beliefs. They died for them. We can't discount that. And Barry Manilow, I was privileged to go to one of his concerts one, town, one time in Cleveland, and as his song that he always ended his concerts with, with was called One Voice. I've been playing that on my, my Alexa and saying, Alexa, play One Voice. It's powerful. End of this concerts. But the One Voice became the whole concert hall singing. It started with him, so it's the power in numbers. Matthew 4.16, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. In Nehemiah 8.10, I have it on one purse that I carry from time to time. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It was my only joy after my husband passed. It is my joy. The joy of the Lord is what carries us daily. It's there. We claim it. Keep praying for Florida's ongoing tragedy. For where is that hope there? And now they're talking about the demolishing. But the, our hope is only in eternal life. It's the one true hope. It's not here in this strange land we're passing through. Fireworks light up the darkness. Last night, across the street from me, they were blowing them off, and it was beautiful. My dog and I were watching through the, through the door, front door. They brought beauty, and, you know, there's great power in fireworks, and then there's danger. You have to be very careful and know what you're doing, but that offers hope in that dark sky, and then you're like, ah, ooh, all that beautiful, all those colors. Heaven's supposed to have colors. We don't even know what they are. They're supposed to have more. Huh. If you read the heaven books, such power of force is there, such as there is with God. At the time of Abraham, we were delivered from the hand of enemies, that we might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness. We're justified through Christ all the days of our life. In Genesis was the promise of Christ Jesus and his salvation plan for man from the beginning. Remember Noah? He saved what was on the ark at God's command. Zecharias... That was John the Baptist's father. He was struck speechless, and yet his son, John the Baptist, was the voice crying in the wilderness. And to get people out of the darkness, to proclaim the will of God. We need protection, as children do from parents. The fight for life begins in the womb. God knew who we are and who we're going to be before we were born. We're called by him. We're chosen by him. He's put things in place already that we don't have to worry about. Jesus was given to the Gentiles to be their hope and light where there wasn't any. But it requires roots and water and light like the tree, tree of life, so that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Family genealogy, ancestors, you know, it's, it's David's father, Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham, on and on and on and on, came our Messiah. 
The eternal kingdom is offered and given in those tw- with the 12 tribes in Genesis 22. God's promise to bless all nations of the earth through Abraham's offspring, of which we are. One of David's descendants, an eternal kingdom, came out of Jesus, that Messiah. The gates of hell cannot prevail against him either, and don't. We're all united in Christ. Jesus and the people that don't know this, we have to clue them in. And finally, our life has been shattered again and again and again. But we know who we, we use, who we stand on to put the pieces of life back together again. Uh, Nick was over my house recently and he saw I had three things broken in a windstorm out by my deck and it was like the domino effect, boom, boom, boom. I had like a solar light that was a little top heavy which I shouldn't have put on a step up up, and it fell over and it hit a very favorite decorative pot of mine. I probably got it at Petiti's. It was beautiful. And then it hit my frog solar light, which I love my frog, fully rely on God, and he's holding a bug light, which lights up. And Nick saw I had that pot laid out. I'd already glued the frog, saved what I could of the solar light that was the rain gauge that was top heavy, and he saw me working on the last piece, and he goes, that's a lot of pieces. (laughs) And it was the truth. And I had this bottle of craft glue, and I spent a week I glued it back together. Of course, I'm going to just keep it in a safe place, maybe even in the house. But it's glued back together, and only in two places the light can peek through when I put a lantern in there. So I used to set the frog in there with his lights. But it's back together again. But God puts our pieces back together again. We're shattered. We're broken. I shattered a tooth recently. I'm waiting. I have to get, get it fixed, and it's a process. Um, I mean, it's shattered. Eating Arby's French fry? Come on, really. But it was an old tooth, they said. You know, it was a baby tooth that was going to go. But uh, Arby's French fry is what finally took it out. I mean, really. Were you, you know that commercial late at night, you got to go get Arby's? I, I shouldn't have. I was over in Strongsville after a ball game, got some fries. Must have been a crunchy one. And that tooth broke in the dark while I'm driving in the car. But it was shattered. Our lives are shattered. That pot was shattered. But God specializes in the impossible. It says on Sirius Radio, when I'm listening to the message, it says God specializes in the impossible. We have freedom to serve because we, because we get to, not because we have to. As I was going out the door, I said to my dog, um, i got to go to church. But then I rephrased it. I said, I get to go to church. I used to do that when I was still working before I retired, too. I got to go to work and earn the dog food. I used to say the cat and dog. But now, then I started saying before I retired, it was a privilege, so I started saying, I get to go to work. So we have to kind of change that mindset. To be who we were meant to be, created to be, we're forever changed. But freedom is so fragile, like that pot that broke in all the pieces, my tooth that burst. (laughs) But since the pandemic, we've all been shattered, just coming out into a healing. But I'm going to end with C.S. Lewis once said, if you reach, if 
If you read about history, you'll find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were those who thought the most of the next, which makes me think of Mother Teresa, specifically. And that a doctor can save your life, a lawyer will defend your life, a soldier can give you a free and peaceful life, but only God can give you everlasting light, or excuse me, light and life, yes. Amen.